Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations Around the Messy Intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. I'm sitting in the office in New Hope, Pennsylvania. A quick update from last week, if you listen to the podcast there, uh, we are still waiting on the balance of our <laughs> furniture that moved from Redding to California, and we are compiling a list of all the broken, water-damaged items, and I am being politely persistent with the company in terms of following through on what they've said and delivering to us our stuff. So that's aside. Uh, I want to talk today with you around how I'm reading the Bible right now and why I'm doing that. And if you go right through to this, you'll actually unpack for yourself the very purpose why I am telling you this. But uh, have you ever wondered why an ancient text, so the book of Genesis was written around 3,400 years ago. That is an old piece of papyrus, I guess. That is a ancient, ancient writings. But when I read that today, it speaks to me. Not only am I reading it, literally it is reading me, aligning me, shaping me, shifting me, and bringing me into the way of wisdom or the way of life. So why do we do this? How do we do this? How do I apply that to my life? And more specifically, what am I reading right now and why am I doing that? So first, uh, here's some practical tips on what I'm doing. Firstly, my baseline go-to reading is the book of Proverbs. I've talked with you about that before, but this again, it's the book of wisdom. So reading a chapter a day each day keeps you from sabotaging your life success. And literally, today is August the 9th. So if I read Proverbs 9, that's today's, it aligns the chapter with today. It's really easy to remember. It's kind of a simplest way. And you'll find that Proverbs 9 today is all about the, the, the way of wisdom. Uh, if you ignore the counsel of wisdom, you invite trouble into your life. That's Proverbs 9.12. In other words, if you don't want to be stupid, do stupid then read this daily. It will help you. It'll help your company, your marriage, your parenting, your business. And oh, that more people would go back to this and read the ways of life. Why? Because 3,400 years, you can actually go back and you can realize that if you follow these ways, they are proven over time to result in a better life. Just I don't care what politics, culture, society says. Look at history. This is the way of life. Secondly, this is the way into an intimate relationship with the author and creator. Jesus himself is the word. And so when you read the word, you're having a communion. You're communing with the word himself. That's Jesus. And you find as you read the scriptures, the scriptures are reading you. They are shaping and discipling you. So if I give you some real quick tips to uh, baseline reading in the book of Proverbs. If I read that chapter this morning, I'm reading, I'm asking the Holy Spirit what wisdom he has for me today. And as I read, I'm, I'm being aware of what stands out. So today, uh, verse 6 pops out. This is the, tra the Passion Translation. It says, lay aside your simple thoughts and leave your paths behind. 
Agree with my ways, live in my truth, and you will find righteousness. So what I do is real practical. I highlight it. Like I'm, I'm using, in this case, the version app that you can get for free on your phone. And it's so quick and easy. And then you can actually click and compare across different versions. Hey, just an aside, I encourage you, jump onto the version app, uversion.com, give to them. They are doing such a fantastic job of not only providing Bible resources, Bible translations, audio versions, also in multiple languages all around the world. We have more access to the Bible today than ever in all of history. So let's encourage that some more. So what do I do? I read across different version because this helps with context. It's so that it avoids me from uh, reading something into that scripture that's just not there. And it also broadens my understanding because the different, different words trigger different images and thoughts and memories and experiences. And so it just broadens that whole thing. And the other aspect is I find that when I pause from my activity and I lean into hearing more, so that pause, highlight, reading across different versions, it's slowing the process down. When I do that, I find that I hear more. It's a principle. Pay attention, therefore, to how you listen. Whoever has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Luke eighteen. Luke 8, 18. What does that mean? Is, is that... I, I cannot afford not to do this because if I think that yesterday's reading, yesterday's life, yesterday's manner, yesterday's spiritual food has sustained me, that's the path of stupid. You find yourself deviating from that which is the truth. Is I must continually have this in my life. So what am I hearing wisdom speak to me today from Proverbs 8, 6? Well, I'm using the simple framework that Pastor Wayne Cordero from Hawaii developed. It's SOAP, S-O-A-P. What scripture is highlighted? What's your observation about what it says? What does the scripture say of itself? What's the application to you today? Now, I cannot, I can never emphasize enough how important it is to say, what does this mean to you today? What will you do differently as a result today? Just reading scripture and then putting it aside, it's not enough. It's like, you don't just make a cake, make bread, make a steak dinner, and then leave it on the grill or put it on a plate and take a photo of it. No, you eat it. Actually, you apply it to your life. It's the same with scripture, which is the application, and then take a moment and pray about it. So my scripture was Proverbs 8, 6, which says, if I scroll back, lay aside your simple thoughts and leave your paths behind Agree with my ways, live in my truth, and you will find righteousness. So what's my observation? It's that this is an invitation to let go thinking and patterns of behavior that lead to undermining confidence, sowing doubt, and sabotaging or delaying success in the way of life. Righteousness is the right way of living. It's the way of life. It's the path of life proven over centuries. So that's my observation. My application for today is to re-emphasize and re-engage in what I'm talking to you about. I must come daily and prioritize time to read and listen to the ways of wisdom. I need to refix my thinking and behavior on what wisdom says about me and not what circumstance or opposition or difficulty says. So what am I going to do? I'm going to extend 
my time daily to do just that. It's how I start my day. So why is this significant for this morning when I read that? Well, the last two months, we've gone from Reading, California to three different Airbnbs in three different locations, obviously, uh, in California, from California to Pennsylvania, it's been massive transition and upheaval and change. And over that time, I have endeavored to read scripture, but I haven't had a pattern. I haven't had a discipline. I haven't had a daily routine because everything's been disruptive. So for me personally, it's to actually get back to reestablishing daily patterns, disciplines, and rituals or routines that set me up for success and this is the first one, to read and anchor my day in the Word of God. So now I'm going to pray. And it's taking what I've read and heard and turning that into communication to the Lord and then listening with, interacting with Him. So Lord, I let go of the distractions and the mess all around me. I recenter my life and focus on You and Your ways of wisdom. Let Your Word read and align me. I want Your thoughts I want your ways. I acknowledge that your ways are higher. Your thoughts are better. So give me your thoughts and your ways. Continue to transform me into who you have for me to be, the image of your son. Search me and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. <laughs> that was speaker turning off. And lead me in the path of everlasting. Thank you for speaking to me this morning. Lord, just thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for your kindness uh, that you've given us the scripture. Thank you for the people that gave their lives literally to make the scriptures available to us today, the ways of wisdom. Lord, let my life be found deep in your word and in your ways. Amen. Okay, so that's number one. That's Proverbs. Some of you got more than you need just out of that. But here's number two. Here's what my current focus is and what the scriptures say about my life purpose. So as we personally get set up again, a new home, new location, new schedule, and literally new time zone, I feel prompted to go back to the scriptural foundations or mandate that defines my purpose. So around 2005, I was a part of church in Hastings, New Zealand with Pastor Mike Connor, wonderful man of God. And he led the entire church in a period of prayer and fasting around the Lord revealing purpose. And the, 20, the 21st day of that fast uh, wasn't a full fast for me. Uh, the Lord just highlighted Titus 1.5 which says uh, it is it's the Apostle Paul speaking to his disciple Titus saying, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city. It jumped out at me, but the thing that struck me the most was like, oh, I already do that. As a business consultant, I set in order what's lacking. I see where people are going. I hear from them that, I see where they are right now, and I help them develop a strategy to get from where they are to where they want to be. I do that with individuals, organizations, churches, uh, families, everything I do. That's what I already do. And to appoint leaders in every place, that's obviously anointing, commissioning, placing, but the greatest part of that is encourage. It's giving them courage. And actually, this became a tagline for the whole coaching, consulting aspect of what I do. 
as I was running one day, I was like, Lord, how do I, what is our tagline? What do I use? And I wasn't even thinking about the scripture. And then suddenly the scripture popped in my head and the phrase, I give individuals and organizations clarity for what's next and the courage to do it. Clarity for what's next, that's setting order what things are lacking and courage to do it is appointing leaders in every city. So how am I reading uniquely the Bible right now? Firstly, I'm going back over key scriptures that define who I am and what the Lord has commanded me to do. So this is what the Lord says about me, not a missionary, not a pastor, not a Christian, not a leader. I love it. Titus 1.3, it's according to the command of the Lord. So if you say you struggle with declarations, I am this, stop it. It's not what you say about yourself. It's what the Lord says. So who are you to argue with that? I'm just saying what the Lord says about me. He has called me, set me in order to set in place what is lacking and appoint leaders in every place. That's what he said about me. So I'm just simply going to agree with what he says. So what are the key scriptures or passages that define you? If you don't have one, just pause right now and say, Lord, what's the key scriptures that define me and who you made me? to be. And then pause and a scripture will come to mind. Go up, read that and start to write it and then do the same thing with that as I've just done with you. So firstly, go back and over key scriptures, go back over key scriptures, define who I am, what the Lord has commanded me to do. Secondly, I'm going deeper and broader, not just in that scripture, but in the entire passage. So for me, I jumped into the Passion Translation. I copied the entire book of Titus. So you can go on to uversion.com, you can find that, bible.com, and you can copy and paste. I copied and pasted the entire book, it's three chapters, so it's easy, into a Word document, and then deleted all the titles, all the verse numbers, so it literally reads like it would have in the beginning. It's a letter, Dear Titus, from Paul, and it doesn't have verse numbers and references. We've added that or Bible scholars, Bible interpreters and translators added that for the ease of use. So take it out, and in this case, I'm going to read it like it's a letter to me, and then saved it as a PDF file and uploaded it into a document reader. I'm using Remarkable, which I'm absolutely loving, but there's nothing stopping you literally saving it and then printing it out so that you can annotate it, copy it, highlight it. it it's easy. Print out a hard copy, and then... I'm starting to write over it all around. And literally, I've actually uploaded a copy of what I did for you so that you can see what I have done in color and how I've gone about it. And you can click on the show notes, or if you can't get that, just email andy at heaveninbusiness.com and I'll send you a copy of what I did. Not that you would copy me, but that would be a, a, a case study, something that you could use and say, oh, that's what Andy did, I can do the same. So then thirdly, I'm highlighting actions, commands, and behaviors to implement. So as I repeatedly read through this letter to me, I'm looking for phrases or words that are repeated. What stands out? Repeatedly in the book of Titus, it says they must have, they must be. It's like this emphasis of that. Another phrase that popped out is the word beautiful. 
it's in the Passion Translation, it's repeated again and again. And why is that word repeated? That's an unusual word to be repeated. Why? What does it look like? And so I'm looking at where is it repeated? Why is it repeated? Is there a link between all of those together? Um, I then also read the entire passage, so the entire book, in different translations for the same reason. It gives me a wider and broader perspective and keeps me in the context of the original author. I'm then underlining, highlighting, annotating, adding comments of things that stand out. Uh, For me, is what is the purpose for which the letter was written and what's the mandate that was given to Titus? What was he being commanded to do? And then I'm looking at how was he commanded to do that? He was commanded to teach, train, guide, preach, model. How was he told to do that? Who was he told to do that to? What were the things that he was instructed to do and to avoid doing? And so then I'm personally committed to reading that daily over at least a week, pondering it through and allowing that to percolate in my spirit. That's called meditation. It's like good coffee. It's like you leave it sitting, sitting for a while, so all the flavor comes out. I don't want it too strong, so I'm going to probably put some milk and maybe some sugar if it's too strong. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Stay focused. This is the scripture that's reading me as I'm reading it. I'm allowing that, slowing myself down. And after a week or so, I'm going to take time to summarize that and then use that to refine and refresh like what I, so what I do is I'll take that and I'll summarize what I've put on that paper document into my journal and then it'll be the summary of the mandates, the, the instructions, the how-tos and though that will become a framework again for me to redo my vision, purpose, mission, objectives, strategies and actions. Are you catching this? So heaven and business, I don't know, 2.0, 3.0, as we're now on the East Coast. So just a quick aside. If you've read through the book of Titus, you're going to see why I've just done exactly what I've done with you. Why is why is Andy actually unpacked how I'm reading the Bible right now? Well, if you read the book of Titus, you will know exactly why. Bonus points if you email me and tell me. So... What will you be reading today or tomorrow? Hey, if this has been helpful at all, please don't hesitate to send your questions and contacts, sorry, send your questions and comments to contact at heavenandbusiness.com and join us online with heavenandbusiness.com backslash free trial. You can join us there, find out more about that or at some upcoming events. We're going to be in Indianapolis coming up soon, Largo, Florida. I'm putting together a two-day executive leadership retreat in New Zealand in December this year. Small number of people can join me on that. Uh, You'll find more about those as they become uh, available, heavenandbusiness.com backslash events. Otherwise, may you grow strong in the Lord and the power of His might. May you go from strength to strength in Him in the way of life. Have a great week.